previously on All Things Unexplained. You know, Don, I loved your example of the cougars, so I had to tell you that the same thing actually happens in Mississippi. My my brother, he remains anonymous anytime he watches the show for some reason, but he he's obsessed with the fact that black panthers or black cougars, mm-hmm. some sort of large black cat, they are not listed as an ex- as a real animal in the state right. of Mississippi, but uh, there are numerous, numerous people who have seen them and photographed them, and it just and like it's just like you said, Donna. Well, why is there no acknowledgement no. of it whatsoever? Yeah, we we, but some of those sightings that I posted on my article were the black panthers. All Things Unexplained, hosted by Dr. Mounts. Let's face it, we were always ready to roll without him anyway. (laughs) C.J. Derringer. Ain't nobody perfect, right? And Smitty Neves. I've never planned out hardly anything my whole life. I just free ball. Featuring Cajun Man. I'm just old nobody, somebody looking for somebody. Speaking with award-winning author Donna Smith-Campbell, author of the Bigfoot fiction, My Neighbors from the Woods. Donna, you were just telling us about living near the beach. (laughs) I I lived in Plymouth most of my life, Plymouth, North Carolina, which is only about 80 miles inland from Nags Head, Outer Banks. It's one of my favorite places to go. Um just hang out with my friends go along to a writer's group and um this summer i started doing a little container gardening in the backyard started out good until it got hot and then i don't like to go out and water that's a challenge right when it gets hot out that's when my garden i'm a fair weather (laughs) fair weather gardener me too (laughs) well Deborah Brown says y'all like to go look for Bigfoots. We, well, (laughs) we go go looking for bears, and and if a Bigfoot were to show up, that would be awful fun. I think about some of the things, some of the questionable signs of Bigfoot for me are the, um, the structures, the trees that are leaning against other trees, and... Mm -hmm. If you drive through Terrell and Hyde mm-hmm. County, mainland Dare County, you're going to see all kinds of configurations of trees laying on another tree. <laughs> or, I mean, you, and then sometimes it looks like something could have made it, but that's the wind, the rain, the snow. The wind can do amazing things. I took a picture. We have a bluegrass festival up here in Franklin County every year. And uh, it's on like a 900-acre farm, and so one of the fun things is to ride around in golf carts, and there's little trails through the woods and stuff. And I took a picture of this tree that had fallen on another tree and split split it right down the middle, like that wow. tree opened up in one. And that's pretty amazing. I was like, how in the world did that happen? But I don't think that Bigfoot did it. But maybe he did. 
Right. You never know. You never know. It's kind of like if a tree falls in the woods, nobody's there to see it, right? And actually, Deborah says it is 100% (laughs) chance that it was Bigfoot. So I was about to say, if a tree falls in the wood, nobody's there, you know, does it make a sound? Well, if if we're not there to see this happen, was it Bigfoot or not? Deborah Brown says it definitely was Bigfoot. (laughs) I tell you, one of my questionable signs of Bigfoot's and I get so frustrated watching some of these Bigfoot shows when they do things like uh, stick a marshmallow way up in a tree, you know, or something. And then mm-hmm. they come back a little bit later and they said, well, that was that was eight, nine, ten foot up in the tree. The only thing that could have messed with that was a Bigfoot. And I'm thinking, look, if y'all would see the things these squirrels do, <laughs> you know, I'll bring the white squirrels Crows. up again. You yeah. Lots yeah, of things yeah. go up in the trees. <laughs> well, I oh, yeah, well, one of my favorite YouTube channels is the Dixie Cryptid. And he had one of the experts on his show, and I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. But he ended with saying, not everything you see and hear in the woods is Bigfoot. Hmm. So I thought that was pretty, pretty true. Yes. <laughs> pretty true. But. You don't know, like you say. One thing but that I, is common and I just like I like the one the eyewitness accounts. Those are the ones that impress me yeah. more than all the other little signs, but And one thing that's oh, yeah, true of sure. the eyewitness accounts and that it's true in your book as well is that you have to be out in the woods, right? I grew up in California. Yes, and here's another thing that makes me wonder, (laughs) even about the eyewitness accounts, is if you announce you're going to have an expedition, you know, you put it all out there on the internet and everything and where you're going and all that, I mean, I think there'd be somebody that would just have to, you know, dress up and go out there and try to scare somebody. (laughs) I should make that my new pastime. (laughs) Let's just go out there and... <laughs> hey, be careful doing shot. that now. A lot of these folks carry guns. Well, there's a, to, all those uh, ones out there that think they need to shoot one to prove they exist, so I would be afraid to do that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess so. That might. And, you know, it, it reminds me of your character in the book, Donna. We're talking to Donna Campbell-Smith, author of My Neighbors from the Woods, and... The main character, Maggie, you know, she started seeing these huge footprints on her property. And she knew they weren't bear bear prints. It was, okay, like maybe the back feet, but never the front feet. And nobody, still nobody believed her. You know, that that was physical evidence. Her her friend, John, who loved her cookies, he didn't believe her. Uh, her other friends didn't believe her. The townspeople just thought she, she could have gone and maybe a, a dog, maybe a bat <laughs> for protection. But, you know, I couldn't help but wonder, like, did she was she frustrated? Like, how frustrated was she that that nobody would even b- believe her yeah, at all? Yeah, it's got to be. And so many people say, you know, that they wait till their old age before they even tell it because of the reaction they get. Right. Well, and it's just like the cougars again. Yeah, you know the wildlife people are saying no, that's not what you saw. It's probably just a house cat. I mean, the reality of the situation. No I if I saw a bigfoot tomorrow, and I told everybody that I know that I saw a bigfoot, the people that believe in bigfoot would believe me, and the people that don't 
but not. <laughs> it would all probably true. think I was was crazy. <laughs> that I mean, is true. And so, at what point do you stop yeah. telling people? And this comes back to my friend, yeah. my friend Tanya, that I interviewed for this show. When I started doing this show, she messaged me and she said, "Do you really? Is this show really about you know UFOs and Bigfoot?" And I said, "Yes, it is." She said, "I saw. I've seen a UFO." I saw a UFO and she came on and told me her story and she saw the UFO way back in 2002. She told a couple people back then when it happened and she, nobody believed her and everybody made fun of her and so she stopped she stopped telling it until 2021. She told her story, you know, this year because now UFOs mm -hmm. are re-entering our culture and our society as potentially real and people are starting to talk about them and she doesn't seem so crazy anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, she's like, and she saw what she saw and nobody believed her. Yeah. You either believe or you I think don't. it's arrogant to think that we are the only living people in eons of universes. Right. Doesn't even make sense to me. And I feel that way somewhat about Bigfoot. I'm like, why not? We don't know everything right. that's out there. People, and I didn't realize it was, what, 1902 before they, um, before they discovered the mountain gorillas? Is that, mm -hmm. is that the strain? But it was, uh, I mean. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Mm. So, and then there, there seems to be, and this is just a casual observance, there's something about the 70s with UFOs and Bigfoot both. There seemed to be an, uh, a burst of sightings. And I wonder, maybe it's got something to do with peace, love, and drugs. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe just as, you know, forms of communication increased, people were able to hear these stories more. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These stories were shared. These stories were national news. You know, but before mm -hmm. it was just sort of passed down from generations, and now those things that are passed down used to be passed down from generations are spread across countries and what have you. Yeah, fast. Yeah. It. Yeah, and you know, in the seventies, it really started becoming a part of pop, a pop culture phenomenon, and it, you know, at the same time, you kind of had the rise of the blockbuster movie, for example. So all of a sudden, people were watching things like Close Encounters of the Third Kind, like Jaws, like The Six Million Dollar Man on television, you know, which which had a Bigfoot in it at one time. Um, Star Trek, William Shatner, um, all kinds of shows on the, the Unexplained on TV, mm -hmm. uh, Unsolved Mysteries. Yes. That might not date that far back, but, but shows like Unsolved Mysteries, pre Predecessors, you know, so it's hard to, it's actually really hard to separate at what point did, uh, did you know that the UFO and Bigfoot experiences take off and the, the blockbuster movies and the television shows and everything, it's kind of hard to separate those mm -hmm. two things. But I feel like they're kind of connected and, and yeah. hard to separate, but that doesn't take away from the validity of the sightings, though. Right. In my mind. Yes. Well, and then there's, what is it? Not mass hysteria, but you get the bottom. Or the worlds. It affects... It affects how other people think and what they look for, I guess. 
Oh, right. Just like War of the Worlds, right? When it was first yeah, done yeah. on the radio. And next thing you know, you had, you literally did a mass mm-hmm. hysteria of people believing we were being attacked by an alien invasion. Yep. Yep. And it was real. It was, it was real to them. Yeah. As real as anything. And as far as Bigfoot, there is so much land that ha- human beings haven't even set foot to. And I would go back to Hyde and Terrell County. There could be Bigfoot down there, and you'd never see them. Right. And most people and that, don't. And that's just, a, and, and think, think about the mountain areas, how the man who blew up the abortion clinic, how long he stayed hidden. Nobody found him until he came out into a town. I mean, right. I, I feel That's like right. there's a creature that doesn't well, even then, that they can pretty well stay hidden. Oh, yeah. Well, even on the news right now, you know, we have a man, mm-hmm. the uh, laundry man. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I think, I'm not 100% sure that's how you pronounce his name. I know you've both seen about him. Uh, they were vacation in utah i believe mm-hmm. and uh his they were newlyweds no, you, you, you know the you entire i've gotten so many of the details wrong but it's fine it's okay. i might have glossed over some of the details but the fact is the entire world is looking for this man right right no no trace of him no sign no sign of him yeah it's wild. The other thing is so many people in terms of you know seeing Bigfoot or what have you, so many people don't leave their their house, their neighborhood, their city, their their comfort zone. How many people truly anymore mm-hmm. are just out there in the woods listening, taking it all in, yeah. looking outside themselves, looking outside their phone. I mean, I've got who knows how many friends on Facebook and Instagram and maybe two or three of them are posting pictures out in the wilderness. <laughs> I mean, there's not that many people yeah. go and explore yeah. anymore and they aren't looking for the right That's things. Right. They're taking selfies and taking pictures of you know, who knows what. Um, and if you're not looking, you're going to miss it all. And it takes so much patience and you have to be so quiet. Cause I, tr- I would love to be a good wildlife photographer but i'm not patient enough <laughs> i'll sit in the backyard and think oh a deer will come out and in 15 minutes i'm like okay what's <laughs> 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 <Not> gonna happen <laughs> it's like my son well he he wants to go catfishing but i said son you know that is a sport of patience i'm not sure not sure you're ready yet for the catfishing bass fishing you do fine but the catfishing sitting there waiting for hours for something to buy i'm not so sure donna you had a great example though about unexplored places i wondered what what's your thoughts on there seems to be a lot of bigfoot sightings in connection with known areas with subterranean geography caves tunnels yeah i think it's definitely possible you know you talk about unexplored we have no uh, idea basically in terms of subterranean earth about what's below our own feet and there are a lot of theories you know that perhaps bigfoots use this as a uh, kind of a, a highway or door they only peek out into our world you know just every so often yeah i have read those those stories too and that's surely a possibility depending on where you where you are i wouldn't want to hide there 
<laughs> yeah. And in North Carolina, you know, they're associated with other things like the brown mountain lights and glowing orbs and UFOs. And so I, it is interesting to me how the, the subterranean and the uh, unexplored places in the mountains, they, they always seem to connect to the mysterious. Well, it's dark in there. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I remember a vacation trip and we went to Linville Caverns, is that it? In North Carolina Mountain. Yeah. And they get you in there and then they turn the light off. <laughs> and you can't see your hand in front of your face. Oh my god. And I did not appreciate that little trick. <laughs> no, I would not have either, Donna. I would have been shaken. The darkest dark you will ever be in. Right there. Yep. yep. Crazy. Oh, Donna, it has been so much fun chatting with you and learning about you and talking about your books. And we're definitely going to be reading the next one that you put out. And maybe you can even come back on the show and and chat with us about that one. I know Tim had one more question for you, or maybe a few more, but certainly one more before we head out. No, just one more thing, Donna. And by the way, it's been so great having award-winning author Donna Campbell-Smith with us tonight. Please check out buy our book, my friends from the wood, my neighbors from the woods. CJ, could you hold yeah. that up for everybody again? Author and illustrator. It, yes, I love the illustration. I love the cover. I just, it's such a fascinating read. I love the characters in the book. It, it just, um, it was a terrific, terrific book. And I, I'm like some of our listeners. I can't wait for the not sequel but the next Bigfoot book you write <laughs> even if it's not necessarily a sequel but Donna this is all things unexplained and we we touched on this just a little while ago about the rise in Bigfoot sightings and UFO sightings and Donna what what is your take on the unexplained is there is there a crossover between all these paranormal unexplained things Bigfoots UFOs aliens ghost, etc. Well, I don't think of Bigfoot as paranormal. I just think he's another critter. Um, so, I guess I don't follow that train of thought. Um, I grew up on ghost stories. Everybody told ghost stories. Uh, my mother was a was a great ghost storyteller and there were two kinds that she told the ones that were true and the ones that were made up <laughs> we never <laughs> were quite sure which was which all the time right. so um but i i just you know my my belief and i don't have anything to base it on but just mine being naive maybe but i just think if, if bigfoot's out there he's just another creature like bear and deer and all the rest of them yeah. maybe smarter than most you know it's doing pretty good at, at not getting caught that's the unexplained we don't know well said and perhaps if either any of us donna cj or myself ever got stuck in some quicksand or snake infested small <laughs> who knows maybe bigfoot would lend a hand and, try to help us out. I would take help wherever I can get into that situation. I'm thinking that man must not have been in quicksand. Yeah, he clearly (laughs) wasn't in too much danger. (laughs) He must have known he he could get out by himself. (laughs) 
Well, thanks so much I, I, for joining us tonight, I admire his feelings and in, in in his integrity, but hey, not staying in a hole with snakes if I got help on help waiting for me. <laughs> All I know is if Big if Bigfoot ever reaches a hand out to help any of us, may there please also be a world class photographer ready to snap. Or just just in this day, you know, that, that's the that's the Although real I shouldn't say history. that because I've I've taken a whole bunch of bear pictures and none of them have been sharp because I'm so excited I can't keep my hands steady. So that could be part of the problem. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you I again thank so, much so much for joining us. For inviting me to do this. This has been fun. It's been a joy. It's been and so fun. You You've been amazing. Friends for chiming in. <laughs> it's been good to meet your friends and your daughter as well. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for those of you that are watching us live and for those that are tuning into the podcast. We certainly appreciate your support. Until next time. Go out there and find all the unexplained. Come share your stories with us soon. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Good night, Donna. Good night, CJ. Good night. This has been All Things Unexplained. If you liked this podcast, please do give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. If you would like to hear more All Things Unexplained, be sure to follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to support our show, please do visit buymeacoffee.com backslash unexplained. A special thanks to our producer, director, sound mixer, editor, and the man that wears far too many hats. No, seriously, he has a lot of hats, Dr. Tim Mounts. Without you, we couldn't keep the lights on. Thanks for listening to All Things Unexplained.